Welcome to 2019, the year that I'm finally podcasting. like the first week of January I'm really just kind of like this year is going to be a dope year I guess but then there's so many different things that's going on and like they're supposed to be going on this year that's just kind of like wow you know what I'm saying like uh two things that there's going to be the re-election for Trump (laughs) and that whole thing is just complete like not like it's crazy then in New York, that there's going to be a re-election for Mayor de Blasio and his shitty job that he's doing in the city. Moreover, family, I've I, I've been witnessing some things that they've been putting out late 2018 before things got really started. And I'm just sitting back and I'm like, wow, like this is the stuff we're getting into in 2019. So one of them that's on my mind is obviously the b2k concert the reunion with b2k and i remember back in the day like like men used to be like b2 gay and this that and the third and and i'm sorry it's like a joke but it's a dirty joke but it's like i was i was i was taking it back because i'm just like yo all these allegations and then you had raz b that came forward and said that you know he had got raped and had sex with the fellow members of B2K. And if I find it a little bit weird that now all of them wants to come together and do a concert. Just saying, I get very deep. Everybody's just like, oh my God, B2K reunion. I'm just like, wait, but didn't they have an issue in the past? More specifically, they had sex with each other. I know that's not the best way to open up this show, but I kind of just want to talk about in this episode. This is an information episode. So I, I want to talk about you know, all the things that proceed up to this first week in January of 2019, what I've seen so far, and just like, give my perspectives on it, yo. Kick back and relax and get ready for me to start talking about these topics, feel me? So on a different episode, I'm gonna talk about like my resolutions for 2019. I'm already feeling like, I'm being a little bit more selfish and I just really don't fucking care about a lot of different things now. Like, it's just like, if you're not benefiting me in some type of way or helping me in this, that, and the third, and it's like, you know, this time of year, my feelings hit rock bottom. So my mood is just like, you know, if you're not benefiting me, then you can kindly fuck off. <laughs> I'm learning not to be as vulgar on this show as well. But, you know, that's really my feelings at bay. Like, I just don't really care for a lot of things. You know, so with that being said, I mean, I look at certain things that's going on and, you know, they have the rap, the year wrap up, you know, they got certain things that's going on. Uncle Murder does it, but usually it's VA skills that does it. So I don't know what's going on with that. Um, I think it's beautiful that they do that every year, the wrap up. Um, 
I want to talk about this thing about leaving in 2018. So many different things I've been seeing on social media about you got a lot of these people like, oh, we leaving that in 2018. We going to bring this into the new year, 2019. Uh, you know, specifically the black community. <laughs> a lot of people was just like, yo, leave those wigs in 2018. Uh, or like, you know, black men don't cheat 2019, you know, uh, I, I don't, I don't know what else, but like these trends, I mean, it's, it's cute on the surface. I'm not going to sit here and say that it shouldn't be anything like, you know, I definitely do think it's great. Um, you have the root, which I have a big discrepancy towards, but I'll discuss that later. Um, this season in the podcast about like, you know, I don't like them. First of all, you're you're financed by a Jewish conglomerate again. And then you put forward the most detrimental people on your platform to speak for black issues. You really you people really try it. And it's funny, but I'll discuss it on a later date. The leaving in 2018 trends. I mean, look, listen, there's nothing wrong with caring about yourself in 2019. But don't make it detrimental to a point where you just completely like don't care for anybody else to the point where it's just like, it's all about me, 100%. No, let it be about you, but also care about other people as well. There's nothing wrong with being careless in 2019. Yeah, I have more of a selfish um, antidote. I have more of a, of a selfish approach to things because I'm tired of going through things that don't benefit me. So why would I want to get into the new year, new me attitude, and I'm still being let down or I'm still being in this type of realm where people are serving me no justice. Give me what I want. And part of me being in 2019 with the leaving in 2018 trend is like, yo, listen, stand on your word. Be 10 toes the fuck down. Don't don't sit here and say you want something and then you change your mind. I don't got time for it. That's my sentiment. My whole thing about it is I stick to what I said. Right, wrong, or indifferent. I'm going to say what I said and I'm going to leave it alone. Now, if I'm wrong, I have no problem apologizing about it. If I'm right, or if I'm wrong, either I could apologize about it or either I just be like, whatever, it is what it is. At the time, I felt what I felt and I condemn myself for it and I move on. So in 2019, you could be selfish, but not selfish to the point where you're just using that selfishness to be crappy on other people. That's not cool. Um... I want to talk about these different things that I saw in events, too. Um, these two things that I see in New York City, that's really something, or three things. I want to talk about real quick uh, that they had the blue light explosion in New York City a couple of days back in December. And uh, my friend had posted up on Instagram about how the sun, how the, um, how was it? The, the sky was like blue on one side and completely dark on the other side. I'm going to say it like this, family. I'm a very spiritual being. I did say in my Facebook post that I believe that this is the second coming. <laughs> you got to know what the second coming is. Look it up. I don't believe that was just a, a, a blue light explosion. That's a warning for something. I told y'all way back in the podcast, 2019, it's about to get real. And that this is not no fear mongering tactic. Me just trying to go off the rip and be like, strapping up your seatbelts because we all going to die. Like, Nothing like that. But a lot of the events that's going on and with nature and the whole entire environment, there's something going on. The media is not going to tell you it. Uh, social media definitely is not going to tell you it. The television, of course, is not going to tell you it. So this thing that's happening in New York with the blue light explosion, 
I would play pay close attention to that. Because that that just doesn't happen for nothing. A lot of people is just like, oh, you're being conspiracy theorists. Well, damn it, if I'm being a conspiracy theorist, everything has a purpose for everything. I just don't believe it's just some random ass con that is an explosion. No, there's something more to that. But again, it's a warning for something. I don't know what, but I would suggest you do research to know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm going to leave it at that. New York City coming out with this gender identity bill being passed where now children births with babies they have the right to to be identified as identity x so it's about taking the chromosome thing where women is classified as xx and men are classified as the xy chromosomes so now you detach it and you're like oh it's just x now <sighs> I don't know what other way to say it, but it pisses me off, bro. I, 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 yo, I'm telling y'all, you gay people out here and you people that really bounce on the idea that LGBTQ community have needs to have rights in this, that, and the third, you're taking it too far. To the fact of the matter that the Congress and the rest of these people that's in the cabinet, more specifically people that's in the NYC government, is really sitting up there bashing for the way to have these people really strategically think that... By them having a kid, that the kid could decide what sex they want to be. Why can't you people see that is only two sexes? It's female and male. That's it. Y'all, y'all make a whole hyperbole of there being, what is it? What are the hermaphrodites, which only accounts for less than 5% of the population in the world. That now you make a hyperbole out of it. And now you're trying this whole identity bill where um, now a, a child could be classified as X. And X, if you understand it, is the unknowns. So now you want me to respect. I don't even know if I'm going to have a child. That That's the whole thing that confuses me. Because the way that this nation is rolling, I'm even questioning marriage. I don't even understand how you people think, bro. And and now you have a bill where babies can be classified as identity X, not male or female, and that it's a it's a it's a um what is it? It's a discrimination that doctors decide what sex the baby is. No, you idiot. This is this is this is the stuff that pisses me off. A doctor doesn't just say randomly, "Hey, look, listen, this is going to be a male or this is going to be a female." No, you dick. And a lot of people is going to go about the whole genitalia thing, a penis and a vagina. Well, technically, that does. It is what makes a man a man and what makes a female a female. I'm sorry to burst your imaginary bubble and that you guys sit on this type of like imaginary crowd cloud where everything is not what it seems and everything is a social construct. <laughs> you people are morons, but you got what you wanted, just like. The LGBTQ community this, this year, no, last year, I'm sorry, um, was able to have the MTA prop up all these damn ads and these damn advertisements and all these bulletin boards and all this other stuff on the subway trains and talk about because it was the prelude to the parade and how everybody just basically sucked you off and was able to sit here and say, hey, look, listen, this is parade. This is the parade. No hate, no bigotry, no this, that, and no transphobia, no homophobia, this, that, and the third. They went hard for you guys, bro. But let it be the African-American Day Parade or any other race, the Greek parades and this, that, and the third. The MTA didn't even put up no ads for that shit. 
And now y'all sitting up there, have, y'all won. Because y'all, y'all obviously allow these people out here to give people the right to decide what gender they want their kid to be. Identity X is really what we're going for in 2019. It's a shame, bro. I'm going to add on that part because this is the whole NYC segment. They have this thing called the slave play that came out on Broadway. Jeremy O'Harris, who is a black queer playwright, who was able to publish a, 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 a play with the actress that's from the Bill Street, if the Bill Street could talk, whatever that movie that just came out that I didn't watch this year or last year. Um, he came out with a play and he basically hyphenized the whole thing with the slave master and the black woman sexualizing herself before the slave master and the black man sexualizing himself before the slave master. In my head, I really want to sit here and say to the playwright, fuck you. <laughs> I really do. A lot of people is going to be like, yo, Blaze, you acted mean and this, that, and third. But this is the typical shit that the LGBTQ community signs for. The complete discrimination and the complete asshole logic about using blacks to keep relating to slavery in a negative way that they profit off of it. Jeremy O'Harris, you should be ashamed of yourself. I ain't going to say too many words on it. You you have this woman twerking to a Cardi B song, man. The sexualization of black women is profound in 2018 going to 2019. It needs to stop. And you sexualizing black women and black men, specifically black men with the buck breeding antics, really is disrespectful. But you know what? You got money from the Jewish conglomerate and the white people that's standing behind you. So that's the reason why you're able to go out here and promo your, your whole entire um, play. And you think it's funny. It's not funny. It pisses me off, bro. I'm tired of slavery being a topic of black people still in 2019 when we're sitting here saying, yo, I don't want to talk about it. And I don't like the fact the matter it was sexualized. Yeah. Did you have black women out there that willfully had sex with their slave masters? Yes. Did you have black dudes that willfully had sex with their slave master? It's possible. I'm not sitting here saying that it didn't happen. But the thing about it was it was a righteous plan by these white slave master and any other slave master that was out there because I heard that there was black slave masters, native slave masters and this, that and third but white slave masters set the tone for it so they've brainwashed black women into thinking hey if i go ahead and get with the slave master and this that and a third i think i might have more clout in the in a, in a plantation so now you making a joke over it and you think it is funny and that you want the whole world to see that the slave play is something that's worth watching you have disrespected the black community far far none and you will never get my love or my respect and that's it Living in the world of Trump, I uh, don't care for Trump. I, I, I'm i not saying that like I'm an, the typical anti-Trump supporter. I just don't care for this whole entire government. You know, I find it funny that you say land of the free and that you have the rights to vote. But then like basically those votes basically go to the electoral college. And electoral college are the ones that decide who the president is. If you're a conspiracy theorist, then you know the government already has shit in planning and they elect who they choose, who they want to be president. <laughs> Let's not play games. So with Trump, man, I, I, I don't care. I don't I just don't care. You feel what I'm saying? Like it, it's bullshit. But with Trump, 
It's this whole thing that he's signing into act. This I've been paying attention to this whole thing about the revitalization plan for black neighborhoods, where the government wants to, quote unquote, care for the black neighborhoods and put in more funding for the black neighborhoods and that we're forgotten about in 2019 for the next 10 years. And that a lot of these investors in this, that, and the third have the chance to take a chance on black neighborhoods in this, that, and the third. Now, is that money going to black businesses? Is this allowing banks to not do the fuck shit that they do to deny black people for loans when they want to build businesses and this, that, and the third? Hey, I'm keeping a, a close eye to it. I'm not sitting here saying that it is not a beneficial build, but if you know how America rolls, they never do anything that's beneficial to black people. I mean, black neighborhoods, the quote unquote ghettos, that was that was what the government did. And I know there's going to be some stupid SJW or far right that's going to be like, oh, you're complaining about black people always want to complain about stuff, but they never do anything for themselves. <laughs> no, like I'm not buying it, fams. I'm not, I'm the revitalization thing. I'm talking about what you guys are talking about. All these people out here, when I speak about how the black people don't get fairly treated in America and that we get treated like shit and that the government basically enacted the ghettos and this, that, and the third to stifle, stifle the opportunity black people could have to have a good financial standing in America spelled with three Ks. With this revitalization plan of the black neighborhoods, I don't know what to think about it. On first hand, my thing is I, I'm, it's screaming gentrification to proliferate it. And if you know, the thing about it is it's still one of these Jewish conglomerates and these white people and the rest of the nations that follow after these white people to completely still obliterate these black neighborhoods and turn it white and don't offer any incentives towards black people to do better for themselves and to, to stay put into their neighborhoods without them having the will so to do so. What do I mean? The factor is, is that us as people is getting kicked out every single day and having these quadruple market rate housings. Now you're telling me affordable housing is $1,900, $2,000, $2,500, and you're sitting here talking about a revitalization plan for black neighborhoods? I'm looking at you because my whole thing about it is, is that I'm not sitting here saying that what you're automatically doing is wrong and, and, and this, that, and the third, but my whole thing about it is government, the government in general has never had no positive rhetoric towards black people. It is not until we started had to start protesting and started doing all these different things and having to have these people who either came out the boule or either come out the different woodworks in order to have black people to have a better life in America spelled with three Ks. So I'm watching out for this bill. If you are actually doing this to better the lives of black business owners, black homeowners, and this, that, and the third, hey, I'm for it. Do what you have to do, but I'm watching a stern eye on this. Just because you have black people in your cabinet doesn't mean I ride for you. Because the thing about it is, I'm not going to necessarily call them, um, what is it? Um, I was about to say call outs. You don't call them call outs. Sellouts. I'm not going to automatically call them sellouts. I'm just watching very persistently on what you're trying to do. Because the government doesn't have our best interests at heart. And you know that. So we're going to watch a stern eye on it. I'm going to watch a stern eye on it, and I'm going to see how far it goes. If you really are for black people and you want black people to do this, that, and a third, and you would take back what you said, especially about um, Haiti being a shithole country, then we'll see what happens. And side note, shout outs to Haiti. I do recognize that January 1st is Independence Day. That's what I celebrated New Year's for. I didn't celebrate New Year's for whatever this rhetoric was about the new year when it's dead in the middle of winter and life doesn't begin until the springtime. Think about that. Another thing with Trump is we're currently experiencing a government shutdown. 
in 2019 that stemmed from 2018 uh, about how he wants the funding for the border wall to go up between Mexico and the United States of America, spelled with three Ks. <sighs> I, I mean, it's like a whiny fucking bitch, if you ask me. Like, I don't care for the wall. You know, you talk about immigrants bringing over racist, uh, I mean, bringing over rapists, uh, bringing over people who, you know, do destructive things in America. But I mean, if you're targeting specifically Mexicans, then I ask you one question. Why is it that when it comes to your company in general, you outsource your company to people in Mexico and have Mexico Mexican people make your shit? <laughs> You so focused on building a damn wall, but then they heard their General Motors and a couple of a couple of these other companies just had a big ass layoff. Listen, America, 2019 is about to get real. Do I think there's going to be another government shutdown? I don't doubt it. Do I think there's going to be layoffs from these big name companies? I don't doubt it. Um, also, the factor of like that <laughs> I, it just hit my mind and then I lost it. What, what's going to happen in 2019 under Trump's America? Something's going to happen. I'm, I'm telling you that. This is not no fear-mongering tactic. I just feel it. That something is going to happen, and it's going to be a whole entire show. Because America is going to crap on itself. And that how you have other countries that's out there that's just like, yo, like, we don't want to deal with you, America. You've lost the game. And I'm going to discuss this a little bit later, but my stance on America is you spent your whole entire life fighting wars with other nations and civil wars with inside of America instead of fixing your shit and sitting here trying to support yourself and doing whatever it is you have to do as America to build stuff in America, actually make the American infrastructure better, and actually have programs that actually benefit the American people. Not programs that's benefiting one half of Americans and not the other side of Americans and this, that, and so forth. You spend your time going to war with other countries and stealing resources. And it's falling back on you because a lot of other nations don't want to deal with you. So I really don't care for what you have to say. And I'm not a proud American citizen. I, I just say, look, listen, I'm here. Doesn't mean I'm American. I'm just here. I'm just sitting here. <laughs> I was just born on American soil, but I don't feel like I'm an American citizen. No. And a lot of people be like, if you don't like America, get out. Shit, man. I might just gather money and do that and find a different country to live in and just be like, hey, I'm not in America no more. I'm living in this country and it's great. <laughs> so with that being said, if we're talking about the Babylon principle, real quick, I just want to talk about the international topics. I want to talk about how Russia and China banned rap music in their countries and about how they... Basically, under have an understanding that a lot of the rap music that's coming out in recent times, aka mumble rap and trap music, is not beneficial, and it spreads a negative message across the board. And that these people from other nations is picking up on hip hop concurrently in this day and age, and they're like, we don't want to deal with it. That should tell you something. This spirituality, which I'm gonna get to, which I think I'll call the episode creative content. Music ha is empowering. It's a spiritual essence to music. You ever notice that when you have a certain type of beat that either you are able to dance to it or you're not able to dance with it. And the thing about it is this is social engineering tactics that with trap music that any old person can be a rap star, can be a rap musician, can be a rap artist and nobody cares. And the content is pretty much horrible. 
<laughs> this is what we go through in America. But when I sit here and I tell you that I don't like trap music and I don't like the music that goes on here, there's only a couple of gems that I like from the mumble rap era that I would list now I would vaguely listen to. But on a wide spectrum, no, I don't want to listen to it. And I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna discuss that further. But then shouldn't I tell you something? The other nations is actually coming on to what America is doing and they like, we don't want to deal with this. Isn't it amazing that they that they're finding out widely and they're like, yo, we, we don't want to deal with this, bro. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's pretty crazy to me. Alright, I'm gonna add this in. Everybody's talking about the R. Kelly thing. Uh, the, the two events. R. Kelly, Tiffany Haddish. I'm going to start off with Tiffany Haddish first. I don't think Tiffany Haddish is talented in a way like, you know, everybody sees it. I think she's corny. I think that basically she was put on by the masses to be this black girl that, that reiterates the, the stereotypes about black women being ghetto. And then she was able to move on past it and make money off of it. I bitched and moaned. I Well, I bitched about Girls Trip when it came out and about how I said they're already proliferating the image in the sexual, not the sexual connotation, the sexual, the sexualness of black women, the sexualization of black women, much as what I said about that dumbass Jeremy O'Harris who put out the slave play. That's it in, in, that's it in a nutshell, right? Tiffany Haddish apparently chokes on stage. She doesn't have a good comedy routine, this, that, and a third. Isn't this like her first comedy tour? Pro- probably not, but like as an established comedian in Hollywood. This is her first like established tour, right? I'm not really sure. But I mean, hearing it and whatever came out, I never was really a big fan of Tiffany Haddish. I don't knock her for doing her thing. But you know, I already knew that they, they prompted and they groomed her. When they started putting her in these trash ass films that in that, that reiterate the interracial relationship agenda, and how they put her in these films where she goes ahead and is able to act ghetto and be all this, that, and the third, and the sexualization of black women also. So with Tiffany Haddish, I would say hold the L. I mean, I'm probably fucked up for for saying it, but I really don't care. I, I was never really a fan of Tiffany Haddish. I think she's pretty. I think she's attractive. She has certain things to her that's just kind of like, okay, that's funny, but she was always wacky funny to me. So I'm, I've never really been a fan of Tiffany Haddish and probably won't be, but <laughs> hold the L. That's all I can really say. And I'll just move on from it. The R. Kelly situation. I just want to say, once I started getting a grasp of what's going on and that, you know, the whole thing that happened with R. Kelly, we're talking about surviving R. Kelly. We've been talking about this pedophilia shit with R. Kelly for like a whole entire year now. And I'm not talking because I know it's only a couple of days into 2019, but 2018 he had a, another allegation against him about how he was leading a sex cult and that he was trying to go after underage girls or girls that's the age of consent and that his girlfriend is 19 years old. And I think she's Latina, but you know how it is with black men in Hollywood. They usually go for racially ambig- ambiguous like type of girls. But R. Kelly, it doesn't surprise me. I'm not defending anything that he does, much as so there's certain battles y'all need to pick and choose on. Stop trying to take this time to say because R. Kelly is a black man 
that he's going to be facing serious charges and people like Kevin Spacey, um, Harvey Weinstein and the rest of them aren't serving anything because they're white. I don't give a fuck. Let me let me tell you off rip. I don't give a fuck about skin color, whatever. If you're a man and you're a pedophile, you are dirt to me. I step on you. I don't like you. You understand what I'm saying? There's nothing in my mind that's going to change. Oh, well, he's a black man, so he's going to get tougher charges. Did you? Are you a pedophile? Do you go after younger type of girls? And then it's this whole thing and the disgust in a lot of these people that go on social media and they say, well, if y'all got something to do, if y'all mad about R. Kelly, what about those older men that was picking up these young girls from school. What about that? Blah, blah, blah. You gonna get mad because he was going out with Aaliyah and, he was, and she was 15 years old and he was 27. Fams, how many times we've been mentioning this whole thing about Aaliyah? We've been mentioning it for years, bro. Years, bro. Any one of y'all that's, that's what, that was in y'all 20s in the 1990s and y'all like in y'all 40s or 50s now, did y'all ever sit back and say, yo, that's fucked up? And that you find it a little weird that a 15-year-old is sitting, singing a song saying age is nothing but a number. And then you have this bald head motherfucker who calls himself Pied Piper of R&B going ahead sitting here at 27 years old in a relationship with a 15-year-old. Yo, stop trying to justify this man's actions. I don't give a fuck that he's black. I give a fuck that he's a pedophile. Okay. I know I have to be vulgar about this, but this is as much as, as energy I'm going to put into this. You people are ridiculous. <laughs> like, I don't want to hear anything, oh, because he's black, this, that, and third. No, he's a pedophile. It's just like you same clowns that sat there and didn't say anything when Triple X Tentacion was sitting there beating the bricks off of some his girlfriend that was pregnant. It's sad because it's a cognitive dissonance that comes from me, too, because... I listen. I listened to Triple X Tentacio's music. Not a lot of it, but the songs that he had bars in. I was like, "Yo, that dude got bars." But when I found out about the charges, and I'm sorry for this, I'm gonna say this to the Most High subconsciously. I still listen to his music. I didn't buy his album. I didn't do none of that. I was just listening to it on YouTube, and that's it. Well, R. Kelly, I didn't know about this until I got older. About him being a pedophile. And then this whole thing about him peeing on a girl that's underage. And he had a video for it. Him going to court for it. And then, I don't know what type of graces he has in Hollyweird. But there is no way this man is able to still have concerts. Still be able to uh, print out music. Not, not print out music. Release music. And be able to do all these different things as an entertainer. And not be behind bars. He has some type of ploy in Hollyweird. He does. There's no way you're an active pedophile and you basically told your, you told on yourself on countless interviews, of which made us question if you're a pedophile or not and that you're able to still release songs. You, you then you, you have the whole thing with trapped in a closet and this, that and the third, man. Listen, family. Stop trying any one of you guys that's out there and be like, what about the old men, this and this, that, and the third? Yes, I think it's great that we as a community and we as people are talking about these past traumas and talking about how kids were targeted by sexual predators and how kids were un like unfairly in situations with older adults. Sad to say, there's many women, many men, that don't understand themselves and their sexual energy 
on why they act the way that they do that stems from childhood, about who they was around, and about how the uncle would molest them, and this, that, and the third. I've heard countless stories from family members, from friends, from different people that were targeted by sexual predators. This is this is just mere fact. We all we all know someone that was molested. Okay. My story is that I've been inappropriately. How would I say it? Like inappropriately talked to by older people, more specifically men. This is not this is not me sitting here saying this is the reason I have a, a vendetta against gay people. This is not the reason for it. It doesn't stem from that. My reasoning for that is the gay community is pushing their bullshit on little children and having school curriculums then being changed so that they're forced to learn about the gay lifestyle and this, that, and the third. I don't I don't vouch for that. But again, if we're going to talk about pedophilia, we have to talk about the same sex I do. We do have to talk about the dudes that's out there that's like 50, 60 years old or a little bit younger, and they target teenage girls. And they tar- target, I mean, well, you know, they target little boys and this, that, and the third. Pedophilia is not okay. The thing that happened with R. Kelly, I hope his ass does life in prison. But I have, I'm just saying off the scope, what I'm noticing is he has to have some type of handle in Hollywood enough for him to still be out here and still be able to walk freely, whether he still has a sex cult or not, that he is able, he's still not behind. There's no pending court cases. He's been sued numerous of times about the sex cult he's had, about how you had children. I mean, you had parents. That went ahead and said that they have their daughters at his house and this, that, and the third. Women that have come forward and said that he has done inappropriate things towards them. And about how he's had a gay relationship with one of his managers or this, that, and the third. And that something's going on with it. Let's stop trying to defer from the situation. He is a pedophile. I don't listen to his music. I mean, I haven't heard any new music from him at all, really. Except for the 19-minute song that he did trying to clarify his actions about you know this whole allegations that was against him back in July I think in the summertime it makes me look at him in a different light I didn't know this about him when I was younger I just was like oh his music is dope everybody at the cookouts would used to dance to his songs but now that I know this information I'm like you you a scumbag bro you deserve the most horrible treatment that happens to you straight up there's nothing else I can really say about that. You deserve it. And specifically that I know now about this whole Aaliyah situation, you a scumbag, bro. I mean, it's just, it's something, there's, this y'all can talk about it the way y'all want to. There's some type of handling he has in Hollywood that's keeping him from going to jail. I'm just being real about it. And, you know, <laughs> of course, he's allowed to sue the same people that did the documentary on him, Surviving R. Kelly. And, and and more to say, bro, more to say, more to say, though, looking as that. What was I going to say? I mean, besides the fact that what came on the top of my mind for a second was about that dumbass movie that came out when they did the Aaliyah uh, biopic on Lifetime. <laughs> Such a shitty casting call on who played Aaliyah, who played R. Kelly. Who, who played, whoever cast for Missy Elliott, you should slap yourself. How the fuck is Missy Elliott light-skinned and skinny? 
We're talking circa 1998 and 1999. How the fuck is Missy Elliott? Missy Elliott is dark skin, bro. And and chubby, bro. I mean, now she's skinny and she wears like a long ass weave, but that's a glow up, I guess. But okay, I'm getting off topic. But with R. Kelly, there's some type of handling and some type of legal things that he has going on with him that's not allowing him to go to jail. Something's going on because every time these accusations come up, there's no pending court cases and like he just doesn't go to jail. I mean, he's been to jail, but or I guess I think he did, but he's still able to make music. He's still able to walk around. He's still able to do these different things, regardless of how many times there has been women out there that have said something about the things that he has done. So something is going on out there that he's able to still do what he wants as an entertainer. You feel me? But I'm grateful for the fact of the matter this sparks the conversation about pedophilia, specifically in the black community, and this, that, and the third. But don't take your time trying to defend a pedophile, because I wouldn't want to defend a pedophile. If I know your wrongdoing, I'm not defending you. I, I say that you should go to jail. You should be guilty, and you should be held to the things that you've done, you know? So, I mean, that's really it in a nutshell with R. Kelly, but... I think y'all pushing it a little bit too far, bro. I've been hearing lately about this bird box phenomenon. I haven't watched the movie. I, I really don't care to. Um, you know, Sandra Bullock, Bullock making her appearance back in the movie again. I haven't heard from her since. Uh, damn, I don't even know. I forgot. She was in a, a comedy movie before. That's the last time I've ever heard from her. And she was in a movie in 2012 where she adopted a black man and he became a football player. That's the last time I heard from Sandra Bullock. But she's in this new movie called Bird Box and I've been seeing a trailer for it. Uh, You know, uh, about, you know, these blindfolds that a lot of these white people are wearing. And, you know, they're something about the, the this. It's something about. I've seen something about this black man in a car with them, or there's some type of uh, relationship between a black man and some white woman. Screams out interracial agenda to me. <laughs> why y'all go so hard on trying to get black men to be with white women? I never understand it. And why you try to get uh, white men to be with black women so bad? You people are fucking pathetic. Um, Burbox, though, is this whole thing. They, you know, a lot of people decode it. They sit here and they say... Uh, that Bird Box has to do something with, uh, you know, white people being oblivious to racism and that they try to act like they don't see racism and that every single time black people alert white people on their bullshit and their racism, they have this thing where they don't understand it. <laughs> Honestly, if it's any one of you white people out there in 2019 that still doesn't understand the concept of right racism, more specifically, if you live in New York. And that every single time we tell you we don't like you living in our neighborhoods and you still don't understand why, I suggest you start doing research quickly. And I know a lot of people are just like, oh my God, Blaze, you're racist and this, that, and a third. It's not about me being racist. It's about me sitting here saying, what is wrong with America? What is wrong with this nation? What is wrong with the fact of the matter that people of different nations are put under extreme marginalism, if that's even a word? Or being marginalized because of the color of their skin or the, what their background is. I cannot stand that. And when you have a government or you have a system that caters to a group of people, 
That's not okay with me, bro. And I hate it because you have people out there that be like, well, you just got to play the game. It is what it is. Nah, I'm not playing no games, bro. Like, I'm tired of it. Something's got to give when it's been over 100 something years and still the same old bullshit it was back in the 17 and the 1800s and the 1900s, bro. Like, the discrimination is still going on in 2019. I'm over it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, cut it out. With Bird Box, I haven't watched the film, so I'm not going to speak on it. But I definitely, I, I for some reason, I just can't pull up to movie trends. I just never cared for, like, being this type of person and being like, yo, like, oh, yo, like, oh, the movie, the movie, and all these things that happen on Netflix. I'm just like, all right, bro, like, it's another thing. It took me so long to watch movies like um, Get Out. Like, it took me so long to watch it. When it first came out, I'm like, whatever. But I watched it, and I was just like, okay, I understand why people were saying they're saying. And then other movies that came out that everybody was, like, talking about, I just don't entice myself into trends when they first come out. When people was always talking about it, I'm just like, yeah, whatever. Like, it's this new phenomenon everybody's talking about. But Bird Box, would I watch it? Maybe. I don't know. But if it is about the idea that white people are not inherently conscious about the racism in America spelled with three Ks, think on that. And I'm going to leave it at that. And we're also going to talk about race relations. I'm also going to talk about how, you know, they had the recent video of some black woman being attacked by this white supremacist in a McDonald's in Florida. <sighs> Man, the divide and conquer strategy is real. You know, you do have white people out there that really do try it. I, I was a victim of it back in, um, what was it, July of 2018, where a white woman called the cops on me for sitting on a stoop in West 4th Street and accusing me of stealing something when I never stole anything. My whole thing about this is, rule of thumb, you don't put your hands on anybody. More specifically, you don't put your hands on a woman. You don't. I don't give a damn what race you are. You do not put your hands on a woman. You know what I'm saying? Now, now that, that goes both ways, though. Because you do have women out there that do flex that. And they do start trouble. And they do put their hands on men. And that men are told that they aren't supposed to defend themselves. But if it was no reason for you to put your hands on a woman, then why would you do it? That's the point. And you can't then turn around and remix it and say, you've been victimizing when we saw you, when we saw you put your hands on that woman. It's too many times I'm seeing these elder white men out here putting their hands on a woman, threatening a black woman and doing all these different things and, you know, whatever. I know there's some people out there that's sitting here saying that those black gentlemen that was in McDonald's showboated and they didn't protect the black woman, which I full heartedly believe you are right that these black men in particular was pussy and that they was um, scared for their life because they didn't want to lose their job because they wanted to still have customer service. Man, I told y'all I didn't tell y'all, but like my whole thing about it is. I don't give a damn if you're a customer. If you disrespect me, I'm going to disrespect you right back. If I lose my job for it, I'm not going to sit here and cry over spilled milk. Hey, I got I lost my job because I was sitting here defending my coworker or I was defending myself when a customer was getting rowdy with me and he threatened or she threatened to fight me. I don't tolerate it. To the black women out there that think that black women, black men, such as this example, don't got your back. That's just one example. You can't let let one apple, bad apple, spoil the bunch. I understand there's other situations that happen like that, but you have to take into accordance. There's been many situations where black men have gone to bat 
for black women. If you ever seen the video about the pregnant black woman that had an argument with the white man out there that was coming up to her and threatened to punch her in the face, you remember that guy that came out there with the nice hat and he came out with the with the flower, the um the old man 80s shirt, and he came out through with the strap, and he was like, yo, if you put your hands on her, I'ma diss that in the third. So don't think for a second that we ain't out here on the battlefield. I had to be subjected to it. I remember once. It was white men on the A train trying to get, um, you know, rowdy and get disrespectful, disrespectful with what it looked like a black homeless lady that just was upset about something. And she took it out on the, the white man on the train and it looked like they was trying to intimidate her. So I jumped in and I was like, we're not doing that. And I sat back and I watched. I'm like, if you dare to do something to her, I'm a step up. You know what I'm saying? A lot of you people that's living in New York, you're in fantasy land. You guys are in fantasy land. And I bet you when you hear this podcast, you're going to sit here and say that Blaze is being racist and he's being mean and he's spreading hatred. No, I'm tired of the bullshit. You know what I'm saying? And this firm example of what happened at McDonald's is the reason why I'm thinking the purge is going to start up and why there is a race and conquer strategy and why I sit back and I'm like, I have no problem being the man to have a conversation with you on an individual level, but I'm not playing dumb to these politics and these different things that's going on. I don't know what it is with white people in 2019 or 2018. Y'all getting too bold and y'all getting out of line very quickly. And my whole thing about it is, is like, I'm not tolerating it. And if this is a, a social engineering program by the uppers and the elite, so be it. But the thing about it is, is that you know, it, it, you're right. You know what I'm saying? There are black men that sitting here saying to other black men, protect black women at all costs. There are black women that sitting up there saying, black men, you need to protect your black women at all costs. I only say this because I care for my community and I care for my black people. And if it wasn't the same, then I wouldn't care. But, you know, ultimately, yeah, care for other people, regardless of race or gender and this, that, and the third. That's just the rule. That's, the, that's just the rule brick of anything. If I see a man putting his hands on a woman for no apparent reason, I'm going to step in. Regardless, I'm going to be like, yo, why are you doing that? Especially if it's not something you should be doing. But again, my theory of saying this, do not let that uh, be a theory for you to think for a second that that one bad apple is going to spoil the whole entire bunch. Don't generalize. That's one situation. I think that they're punks for doing that and, and just sitting up there holding her back while she was going eight shit on this motherfucker. But don't let that just be one prime example and just tell you, oh, well, you know, they don't, y'all don't sit here and bat for us. Y'all don't protect us. Y'all don't do this, that, and the third. That's one bad apple. There's going to be few bad apples in 2019. Don't let that just be one example and generalize the whole entire group and say, y'all don't protect us. Come on, just get out of that thinking. Don't even try it. You feel me? One more thing. I think I've pretty much, oh, two more things. I got it on my notes. Um, The vaccine, no, I'm going to wait on that. The vape store freak out. I was watching this video of like, you know, two white dudes or whatever. There's a vape store owner or, a, you know, an employee that yelled at another man for having a Trump hat and a Trump shirt. Fuck Trump. I don't want to deal with Trump. Trump is a racist. He's a bigot. This and a third. Look, listen, as much as I don't support Trump, I am not going to deal with the fact of the matter. Some guy wants to be yippee coyote. And come through to establishments with a Make America Great Again hat and a Trump shirt. Yo, it's amazing how words trigger such a response so profound in this nation right now in 2019 that people will argue and get their spiritual emotions connected where they 
amp up their passion about how much they hate Trump so much. <laughs> you got people getting kicked out of establishments. You got people um, sitting here like, yo, like y'all discriminated against me because I am a Trump supporter. Yo, it's crazy. My whole thing about it is if I see you with a Make America Great Again hat, I'm just going to side eye you and keep going. It's not in my interest to, to, to battle with you and to argue with you because you're a Trump supporter. Remember, it goes to the likeness of things. You like tomatoes. I like tomatoes. You like pizza. I don't like pizza. Well, obviously, I do. But you like to eat meat. I'm a vegetarian. I'm a vegan. Am I going to sit here and bash you and go down your throat because we have a different state of mind? We have a different point of view. No, I'm not. It's just that, hey, this is what you like. That's what helps you sleep at better night. That's how I'm going to keep it. And I'm going to go on with my life and this, that, and the third. To the vape store employee, it's completely comical seeing, seeing, seeing you lose your shit over this whole entire thing. And to the man out there that's wearing a Make America Great Again hat and wearing a Trump shirt, hey, whatever. But I'm not going to pretend that people out here are ego stroked and that they use this opportunity to wear these shirts and wear these hats to trigger a response from people. You have a lot of YouTube videos that basically say that. And people like uh, Joy Villa, who's a fucking joke to me, who sit here and say, all love, not hate, and this, that, and the third, and use that whole propaganda of wearing this stupid-ass dress she did last year in 2018 or 2017 to talk about, oh, we got to love Trump, we got to come together, this, that, and the third. Ma, sit your stupid ass down. I ain't falling for it. Get the hell out of here. And this, that, and the third. But you do have people out there that do stuff like that. They, they wear Trump stuff on purpose to trigger an angry response from people. And you people are, are weirdos. You people are bozos, bro. So with that being said, I'm not going to lose my cool or lose what it is that I feel because someone is a Trump supporter and I'm not. I'm not damn well. I'm not a supporter of the government. So it don't even matter what I think. So that's it in a nutshell. But like, it's crazy to me, man. All right, family. The last part of this whole entire thing, just trying to get my notes out so I stay on tab. I want to talk about this whole thing with the vaccinations. Now, with the vaccines, what I found out is the vaccines, and I call it governed healthcare. they're mandating this whole thing with vaccines that you have to get these vaccines. And... If you don't get these vaccines, you might be barred from job opportunities and this, that, and the third. I have a real big problem with that. It just irks me. Living in America, we have all these diseases that we can't control. We have all these different things that go on with us. We don't know why we get sick. Um, we have foods that's poisonous, that has things in it that can be used for home appliances. We have... You have America attaining the water supply... And the healthier stuff is more expensive, which is my problem currently in 2018 and 2019. I didn't even realize I'm spending so much dough on stuff that is more expensive because it has less ingredients. And I get so tight because even with foods that I buy, I find out that it has soy and it has milk with it after I purchased it. And I was like, now I have to be so critical in 2019 with the stuff that I buy because I don't want soy in my stuff. You know what I mean? I don't want milk in my stuff. I just naturally don't want it. But I get pissed off that the thing about people have to understand. I know I just went off. But um, 
the thing that people have to understand is the pharmaceutical company and the FDA, well, pharmaceutical um, agency and the FDA are best friends. They go hand in hand. The more you get sick, the more they make money. I've said this to friends, family, all this other stuff. They put chemicals in foods and this, that, and a third, and they don't tell you where it comes from. You don't even know half. You can't If you can't pronounce the shit that you drink or eat, bro, don't eat it. But then again, it's not my life to impose on you. Whatever you feel is right. If you naturally just don't care and it tastes good, and it's hard, family, me too. Like It's hard for me because stuff tastes so good. But then when you think about like what's in it, you're like, nah, man, I don't want to eat that. Unfortunately, as much as I want to get away from Babylon, spiritually, mentally, I'm still involved in it, whether I like it or not. And with that being said, I don't like. I was just trying to watch who that was. I don't like um, what the pharmaceutical company FDA is doing and that the government tries to impose a bill on trying to say that um, you have to get these vaccinations. But I've heard so many times about people who get these vaccines and they get sick off of these vaccines. So I'm paying money and I'm having this insurance to go to the doctor for them to tell me I need to get a vaccine in order for me to take in this vaccine that my body isn't used to, to then get sick off of this vaccine because my body rejects it. How does that make sense? That doesn't make sense. And this is the stuff that they want to mandate. And the thing about it is it's so it's so crappy because when you think about these other places beyond America, where it's really indigenous people living in their own environment away from nature. And this is what they call the third world countries and this, that, and the third. They can be in the most greatest condition and be fine and have the necessities and all that. But you call it a third world country. Where do we live in a first world country? That's ass backwards. We live in a third world country. They live in a first world country. What comes first doesn't become third. If you understand what I'm saying, the first world countries would mean, or first world environments in this and third would mean that you're away from technological advances. You have all the necessary and basic stuff. Third world country is us, I feel. We have technological stuff. We're prone to our cell phones. We're prone to technology. We are prone to high-tech stuff. Buses, trains, cars, scooters. Um, No, not scooters, but like motorcycles or like, you know... TVs, computers, this, that, and a third. We're exposed to that. We use it every day. We think that's a necessity. Having a cell phone in, is a necessity in this, this world of the country. It's third world to me. Because a lot of us, if we take away all this stuff, we couldn't be used to the environment of nature. We couldn't bond with birds, bond with trees, and this, that, and a third. We couldn't. Understand what I'm getting at, family. What I'm trying to say is with the vaccinations and the healthcare. They're just getting very much out of line. And I think it's because people, a lot of people are waking up and they're finding solutions that don't require vaccinations of going to the doctor. So they're like, nah, we can't do that. You, you have to get these vaccines. We're governing you to get these vaccines. And it gets sicker because they want these vaccines. They're mandating this to put this on a child, a baby, a newborn baby. And that these babies are required to get these vaccines when they first get born. And then you wonder why they get sick. Yo, personal reference, and I know this is personal. When I first was born, the first couple of days, I had bronchitis. 
And then I had a heart murmur. And this, that, and the third, like I've had conditions in my life. And when I was a teenager, I went through stuff. And a doctor would sit here and tell me that I'm healthy and I'm fine. It happens to teenagers and this, that, and the third. I'm like, no, it doesn't. Why, why is this happening to me? And then they would tell me, well, if you just do this and this, that, and the third, and offer me no real solution. So that's the reason why I'm just at like kind of like at odds at seeing a doctor or even getting vaccines. Because it's just like, you guys probably are lying to me and sitting here telling me this is just something normal when I know it's not anything normal. And I have a sincere problem with that. But I'm not sitting here saying if you if I'm not sitting here saying to you, family, that you shouldn't see a doctor for your problems. I'm not sitting here saying that you should go see a doctor if you have problems. That's what a doctor is for. But it's such a twisted game living in a society and living in America spelled with three K's. They want to make a profit off of your sickness. It's not the natural care of like, let's heal this person. Let's help this person. Let's help this person get better. Yo, I'm making money off this motherfucker. He got he got feet growing out his legs. Yo, I just made a thousand dollars off this patient. Yo, his insurance B. I got his insurance B. He gotta pay me back. An ambulance is five hundred dollars if they pick your ass up and they ignoring um they're ignoring patients in certain neighborhoods. Because you're a person of color. I'm just putting that out there. But moreover, family, I'm just using this as a tool for you to understand that something is going on and it's the last legs and the last feet of everything and that they're trying everything they're doing to still brainwash and keep you in a Babylon mindset and still be a sheep instead of a shepherd. Think on that. Otherwise than that, I'm having some technical difficulties recording this podcast I'll let you know what the next episode is. Until then, peace and hair grease, and I'm finally podcasting.